Welcome to the Let's Talk Ship podcast. I am your podcast host, Nadine, and this is a very special episode because this is officially episode number one. So if you're joining in from wherever you are, thank you so much. And let's get ready and let's talk ship. All right, so here we go. First episode, I'm a little nervous and I don't know exactly where this is going to go. So I'm just going to talk. And um, today is December 27th, 2022 at the time that I am recording this. So when this is published, we will be New Year's Eve. Um, And it can be a pretty frightening time to a lot of people. I mean, you have to look back and reflect on the entire year. And you've had to do that this entire month anyways, because you've seen family and friends you probably haven't seen all year. And with me, as I mentioned in the introduction, I am recently divorced. So there have been a lot of plans that have changed drastically in my life. And and not only that, just like how life is now in this very moment. So looking back at this entire year, it I don't I don't even know. It feels like a blur, just like a chaotic blur. And I'm proud of myself for making it through it. I I don't know any other words to say there at this point, but we made it through. And that's an accomplishment in itself. So if I had another New Year's resolution other than the one that I chose, it would be just survive because that's what this year has been about. And I'm certain that there are more people that feel the exact same way. So let's talk New Year's resolutions and let's talk about a little bit of change and progressing through this next year. At the beginning of this year, I was like, I want to lose weight. My biggest goal this year, my New Year's resolution was to lose 50 pounds. I was heavily overweight. I'm pretty short. I'm only 4'11". So my weight was, it almost hit 200 pounds at one point. And I am proud to say that today I really blew that out of the water and I am down 70 pounds. So I really um, kicked ass there. And if you are on a weight loss journey you know it is not about the sprint. It's about the marathon and you just got to keep going. So I'm really excited to see what next year brings to me in terms of physique. Um, I am working on potentially looking into getting my personal trainer certificate and seeing where that leads me. I'm not 100% sure. I do know that I want to find quite a bit of side hustles. I have a lot of debt to pay off. Finances have been a little bit sticky this year. It seems like once I get ahead, I end up like 10 steps behind and it's it's a challenge. So New Year's resolutions, let's dive in. All right, so let's jump right in here looking at goals and how you set those up for yourself. So I'm going to step back and look at like what my goals were last year and how I accomplished them. So the big goal, and I had mentioned earlier, was losing weight. And that took a lot. People ask me how I do it. And honestly, I give everyone the same advice. Look at your smaller goals rather than looking at the big picture and do your smaller goals align with 
obtaining that big picture? Is that going to get you there? If not, you might need to revisit and figure out like how you can change these little tiny goals to make that happen. So I wasn't going to lose five pounds, 10 pounds a month just sitting on my butt. I wasn't going to lose five, 10 pounds a month eating fucking pizza every Sunday. So I kind of set little mini goals. So first I started with looking at my habits. I looked at my eating habits my workout habits. I looked at my de-stressing habits and just like what I had around me. So I really started with eating because that was the place that really needed the most work and I knew it was going to take me the longest. I didn't really know how to address it and you kind of get, especially in the wintertime, you want all the comfort food and you want to sit on the couch and you want to eat the chips and you want to watch all the movies. So it's like, how do I do this? So, you know, I started with one meal. So what that looked like for me was for three weeks at a time, I focused on my breakfast and I focused on making healthier choices for breakfast to the point where it was just second nature for me. So at the end of those three weeks, I would add on and this time I added on my water intake. I knew my water intake was really poor and I wanted to start consuming a gallon of water a day. And I took the three weeks and then it was just second nature. So it was just one thing after another, just kind of adding up to how I wanted everything to go for me. And then it went to lunch, it went to dinner. And from there, I started adding in different forms of exercise. So I knew that I was lacking on stretching and I was lacking on even making it to the gym sometimes. So I did set a goal. I set my first goal at two days a week in the gym and one day doing something else. I ended up finding yoga and yoga just ended up being kind of my love because it became my de-stressor. Also, it became almost like what you would call a church. (laughs) I would go into yoga and I had so much going on at the time, especially with the divorce happening, um, that it made me release a lot of tension and a lot of feelings that I had pented up that I had not really noticed before. So that was one other positive thing. So when I would do the two days a week and then I did the three weeks of that and the yoga and then I upped it to three days a week and then four days a week and vice versa, eventually it came to the point where I was in the gym probably like five days a week and I really haven't had the need to go over that. So I usually just do five days a week and then I do two active rest days to where I'm out and doing stuff, running around. And I count out and doing stuff as grocery shopping, meal prepping. I mean, running around a kitchen for two hours, I would say you definitely are getting some steps in. So I just focused a lot on movement and how I was going to make that happen. At the end of it, I had all these little goals that created one big pile of positive habits that attributed to my overall goal. And I ended up reaching my goal and not even really knowing it up until around August where I really started noticing a lot of changes in my body and it's more of the body composition. Things fit differently and I mean I had to go shopping for new clothes and I I mean some clothes now that I did buy when I did get at my lowest don't fit anymore because I've built more muscle and I, I've upped my circumference on certain things like my ass is a lot bigger than what it used to be and uh, that's something that's very different for me but 
finding new ways and I've I've found new programs to get into and it's just really made me happy and it's became a habit and kind of like a way of my life that I don't see going away anytime soon. So that is how I accomplished a weight loss goal. Um my other goal that I had for myself was finding myself. I said at the very beginning of the year that I didn't want to do anything except for be happy. And that is always going to be a work in progress, but at least I kind of figured out more of what doesn't make me happy. And I've started trying new hobbies. So one hobby that I did pick up this year was reading books. I've read 12 books this year. I discovered new friends that I've hung out with over the summer. I've discovered new people that I enjoy spending my time with. And it has become part of that whole distressing lifestyle where I was stuck in um, a relationship where I lost myself completely. And people don't understand that unless you're in that situation. And when you're in that situation, maybe, you know, you start looking at things differently and things don't feel the same and you don't feel alive. You feel very empty and you feel very closed off. And it took me a long time to come out of that. And I still feel to this day that there are parts of me that are trying to navigate through that and trying to figure out like where I belong in life and like what my desires and my passions are. So that kind of leads into this year's New Year's resolutions. And what I see going forward, I, you know, the big one for everyone is to always set like weight loss and and physique goals. And I don't really feel like that's necessary for me this year because I feel like I accomplished a lot with that this year. And it, it is going to be a major focus in my life, but I don't feel like I need to set any major milestones or goals for that. I just need to continue to build upon the habits that I have done. And as I mentioned earlier, I was looking and I am looking at getting my personal training certification. I know I'm looking at also potentially getting my master's degree and it'll be later this year. But my I have three big goals this year. Um, one of them is my finances. I had a lot of debt built up from the uh, divorce. And the other one is travel. I wanted, I've always wanted to travel and it's always been like a secret passion of mine where I don't know a lot about it, but this was also one thing that we kind of came to head to in my marriage is traveling internationally. So that kind of goes with the finances as well. And this goes back to my savings is I have a bucket and I have money going into that bucket just for travel. So hopefully by March, I'll be able to buy my first ever international plane ticket traveling abroad um, round trip. I want to go for a week, maybe a week and a half somewhere, probably in Europe. And in 2024, I have huge desires of going to Asia and seeing Vietnam. Um, That has been on my bucket list for a very long time. So just to be able to even think about doing that. It's scary. It's really scary, especially being a female and kind of traveling alone. I've been reading a lot of solo female traveler blogs and uh, you kind of had to look at what you want to get out of it. And I just want to experience life from it and I want to experience different cultures. And I have never been the person to just enjoy being in one place. I don't like being stagnant. I feel like it's a waste of time and a waste of my space. And it's, probably part of almost like commitment issues with myself, I guess I would say. 
but in a sense, it was also helping catapult me into a lot of different changes. And that kind of goes with um, continuing to find my balance and be my happiness. And this is the part we're going to dive into a lot um, because it does have to do with my relationships and my relationship with myself and and how I kind of have healed from a divorce and from a six-year marriage and from um, prior to that, my abusive relationship and the traumas that I have faced in life. It's not been easy. Um I don't throw pity parties and I feel really bad even talking about my situations, but I know there's some people out there who have been through the same exact stuff or a lot of people who have been through so much worse and been, it's been. So I guess looking at happiness is kind of defining on what is happy to me. And honestly, it's been a lifelong journey trying to figure that out and I haven't necessarily found something that really sparks my interest, but I've always kind of thought that some people, I let me, I guess I'll put it in this perspective. Some people like to walk to get to the destination and some people like to walk for the journey. So I guess when I think about that quote is like, I kind of look at it and I'm like, You know, you can go outside and you can be concerned with getting to the mailbox or you can go outside and you can experience everything around you. I remember um, last year when I was going through everything that I was going through. I we had one big snowfall and I was so pissed off about driving in the snow and having to drive to work. I actually had to pull over for gas because my dumbass decided I wasn't going to get gas in the morning and I I had to beat myself up about it. But I sat there and I started pumping gas and I looked down and I had the most perfect tiny little snowflake on my thumb. And I vividly remember it to this day because I had my black glove on and I was just like, this little snowflake is so cute. It fell from the sky and it's like different from all the rest, but it it landed right here and I'm looking at it. And it just made me realize in that moment that you just forget sometimes about all the little tiny things around you that really are kind of magical. So looking at happiness, I really look at that kind of perspective where I'm like, you need to kind of stop and smell the coffee. You need to stop and smell the roses, like take a slow morning, take a slow evening, turn off your phone, go under your covers and just just breathe, you know, just loosen up and just become free, I guess, in your mind. And I have taken a lot of time to discover what it is to be me and to be myself. And it's involved a lot of wine nights in a bathtub with uh, olive oil (laughs) and and lavender. Um, And it involved a lot of crying in cars and being like, why is my life this way? And it involved a lot of breaking down. And last year and, and this year have been some very pivotal moments in my life. And I feel like right now is kind of the time that I can take to define what things look like to me and why they do look that way and not to feel like something else is pushing me to be a different figment of what do they perceive me to be. 
So when I'm looking at people judging me, and that's been a huge thing too, because I'm always kind of thinking like, oh my God, they think that I look terrible today, or I can't go outside without makeup on or mascara, and I can't do this and I can't do that, and everybody wants me to be this thing, and everybody wants me to give them grandchildren, and everybody wants me to be successful and move out and do all these things. And there's been times in my mind where I'm like, what if I just don't buy a house? and I just travel and just leave everybody behind and just go enjoy my life like happiness to me honestly it's it's food it's it's people around me and it's just everything that involves life like we miss out on so much and it shocks me uh, <laughs> the amount of picky eaters that I have met in my life where they're like, they won't try something for the first time. And <laughs> I'm definitely the kind of person that if you tell me to do it, um, I, if I haven't done it before, I'm definitely doing it. So for instance, um, last year we were in uh, see Spokane and there's this huge fountain in the middle of the town and all the water kind of shoots down and it's like this little architectural thing. And, um, <laughs> somebody was like, uh, someone needs to run through that. And I was like, <laughs> don't tip me with a good time. And, uh, five seconds later I was running through the water and soaking wet and running to the store to go buy an extra large sweatshirt. Cause, uh, I, a, I was uncomfortable with how I looked and B I was soaking wet and freezing cold. So I just wanted to do something exciting and fun. And, I mean, I was always the first person, too, to jump off the cliff. You know, the analogy, like if you jumped off a cliff, uh, if your friends told you to jump off a cliff, would you do it? And here I am jumping off a cliff and uh, just diving in the water because I don't want to ever go a day where I have to look back and be like, why didn't I do that? It was probably so much fun and I just missed out on all of it because I got in my head. So I've always been that kind of person who's like, I need to take the risk. I need to take the risk of life. And that's kind of where I see this next year going is I don't want to pass up an opportunity just because I'm in my head about it. Like I want to be able to jump in, be first and just go for it. Like you know, life is short and I've learned that this year. And I, I mean, I've known it for a long time, but this year really smacked me in the face with the whole life is short thing. And I don't want to ever look back and say I didn't do it because and be sad about it. There are so many experiences out there in the world that I don't want to miss out on. And that's a lot of my happiness. If you can't tell how happy I am right now talking about all this, um, I'm sorry. But it's it's passion and it's joy and it's finding new things that you love and that spark your interest. Like if you're doing the same old thing every single day, like I had done for the last five years, it just gets so boring and you really start to question yourself and then you get stuck. And then Next thing you know, you're like I was, overweight, unhappy, hating everybody, just being an absolute fucking bitch all the time because you can't stand to be around people, but you want to be around people because you think that they'll make you happy when really um, the happiness doesn't lie in anybody else but yourself. And that's honest to God truth. Like if you are trying to put yourself into a relationship because it's going to bring you happiness and joy, don't do it. Mark my words. Just don't do it. Just walk away and shut it down. 
if you think that happiness is something that you can do on your own that brings some sort of solitude and calm and peace to you or even some sort of excitement, you know, you have to like let go of egocentric standards, I guess, in life where you are so stuck in your head that you don't want to make that move that's going to make you happy because you're looking at other people. And there's certain allowances. Like obviously if you have children, don't leave them behind and go travel the world and, and, you know, come back 10 years later with the milk. I don't, I don't fucking know, but, (laughs) um, you just have to let go. You just have to let go and you just have to let be. It's kind of what I've discovered. And I look at happiness a lot like a balance beam. So a balance beam is never perfectly 100% still. No matter how much weight is equalized on the other side, there's always going to be that small shift of momentum. So when you're looking at it, you know, happiness is going to go up and down. Um, To find that balance, you actually have to get unbalanced and you have to really get uncomfortable and try and strive to even it out again. Eventually, everything is going to come to a level standard. Nothing is going to be teeter-tottering and one side or the other your rest of your life. I mean, happiness and balance is going to be up and back to level and up and level and solid. So looking at it, there are a lot of things in life that can set you back and can make you feel unhappy in the moment. And there's a lot of things in life that can make you feel ecstatic joy and things that you have never felt before. And there are so many things that we miss out on passion-wise. People never find their passions sometime. And it's sad to look back and ask people, like, what do they like to do for fun? And you actually have to look at them and they have to think about it. Because there's not one thing that really sparks them joy. And sometimes they just say things. I see emails all the time at work where we get new people in. And it's always the same stuff. I like to go on vacation. I have two dogs. And I occasionally do this and this. And it's always like a generic thing. It's never somebody is like, I build RC cars for... (laughs) Are fun, and I uh, I go and go to all the plays and the movies, and that's what I like to do every single day. It's always oh crap! And I thought about this too when I had my email, and they were like, "What do you like to do for fun?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I don't know what I like to do for fun." So I just kind of pulled out the things that I do every weekend, even though during that time of my life I was having no fun whatsoever. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, I guess the moral of the story is to find my happiness this year is to focus on taking the risk and taking different chances and getting uncomfortable. And that's kind of where this podcast came into play because I had to take that risk and I had to get uncomfortable. And this is very uncomfortable to be sitting. I am literally looking at a microphone and staring at a blind right now um, with my desktop blaring me in my face. And it's, it is uncomfortable, but it does feel good to get a lot of this out. And 
Um, looking back at the past year and looking at the next year forward, I feel like it's a pretty good pivotal point to make some changes in life. And I, that's kind of what New Year's resolutions about. It's not necessarily about, you know, you have to set the goals. Sometimes you just want to take the risk. And in order to do that, as I said, you have to get uncomfortable and you have to get unbalanced and just trust that everything is going to work out in the end because at the end of the day, I mean, it always does work out. I've never been in a situation where it has not worked out. Um, there's been some sad situations in my life where, you know, I wish it wouldn't have worked out, but I made it through it and you will make it through whatever you're going through also. And it's not as hard to define what happiness looks like to you. You just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and finding new joys and taking taking that leap of faith and kind of going for it. So in that, I think this will wrap up this episode. Um, the next episode, we I plan on having my friend Danny on and we will kind of just talk about shit. I have not decided what yet, but as the podcast title says, um, we're talking shit. So <laughs> tune in and thank you for joining in. I hope you have a fantastic new year and hopefully this podcast maybe helped you a little bit in figuring out what the new year is going to look like for you. And we will publish our next episode next year. So see you then. <laughs>